Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody, my Bravo Believers, my loves, my pals, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. This is your girl Kim here, and welcome back to another great, or at least I hope you guys will think it's a great show. I have a lot to say. Of course, we already know that. Now, it's the Tuesday past the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. And I know maybe some of you guys really are into sports, NFL, cool, Listen, I am a Steelers fan by blood, by heart, you know, born and raised in Pittsburgh. Obviously, we know that. You know, I was a little upset that we weren't there because everyone and their mother thought from the very beginning, since we were undefeated for so goddamn long, like 11 or no, was it? We thought that we were going to be in the Super Bowl and then we choked. So that wasn't fun. But anyways, I digress here. And I have to say, the game was a little boring. Of course, I watched it. It's like the American pastime that we all have to do, right? So I watched it, had my good little nachos, my pigs in a blanket. They were fabulous. Now, I'm still trying to question if the weekend was fabulous. And the thing is... I love him. I think he's great. His older shit, which is amazing. I was super, super happy that he did end up playing some of his shit from his first album, Trilogy. Oh, no, wait, that wasn't his first album. There was an album before that, but I can't remember what it was. But he played some stuff from his Starboy record. His newer stuff I'm not really familiar with, but I appreciated what he was trying to do. Now, I did discuss this with my mama while we were watching because he had all of those crazy ass like lights behind him of the city and stuff. And he had a kick ass um, orchestra band, which was really good. I said to her, I feel like he needed all of this crazy glitz and glam as far as the lights were concerned. So it could kind of block out what he was doing. Not block out, but he doesn't really dance. He just stands there and sings. And that's totally fine. I've seen him before live in Chicago and he was okay. I wouldn't say that he was the bestest. But I enjoyed it. You know, it was the weekend. I was, I'm down with his music. So I feel like he had to have all of that stuff behind him so people would still be interested in the show. Because if it wasn't there, I don't know if anyone would really want to hear him, to be honest. So, and that's coming from a fan. And in my mind, I was just like, man, they should have Bruno Mars back. He was fucking phenomenal. But I really do think... NFL gods, people who are in charge of that shit, if you hear me, get Janelle Monet in there and you will have a show. Also, if you don't want to choose Janelle Monet, which I would say fuck you if you don't because that's wrong, but you should totally get Lenny Kravitz. Now, I know that he's been on the Super Bowl before, but I don't know if he was the main enchilada, if you will. I think he was just a guest with someone. I just can't remember who it is. But yeah, those would be my top two choices for future Super Bowl main events. That would be Janelle Monet and Lenny Kravitz. So let's get it together, NFL, and let's do that for the next couple years, okay? 
Now, bravo, 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 motherfucking bravo, baby. We got some stuff going on. Again, we have one more week, one more week, my loves, until our Jersey girls are back in business, back on the boob tubes. I'm just excited for our Jersey girls to be back because it's going to be a shit show in many different ways compared to other different franchises. Now, speaking of... Since we're on the Housewives and this is a Housewife show, duh. I do have to say, word on the street. It's been it's been a week old, but whatever. Real Housewives of Miami. Yes, yes, yes. It's coming back for season four. Obviously, there was a huge hiatus for a while. And I guess it's coming back. I read it somewhere. And a girl, our dish taka, trash taka, Wendy Williams wants to be a guest on the show. Not a guest, but she wants to be like a Marlo Hampton. She wants to be a friend. And I don't know how Wendy can do that if she lives in Jersey. But does she still live in Jersey? I'm not too sure. But she wants to be a friend of the Housewives for the Real Housewives of Miami. I don't know whenever that's supposed to start. I just know that they're getting a thumbs up to start filming for season four. So since it's coming back, I will be open to it. As I was with Dallas, I'm still, the Dallas thing, it's hard for me. I don't, I don't know. I just can't get into it. So hate me. I don't care. But I do care. But I don't care at the same time. I just can't get into Dallas. I really want to. I really do. I think the girl, Stephanie, Stephanie something, or no, whoever blocked Tiffany, is that her name? The newest housewife? I can't remember her name either. But whoever blocked her, I'm not really a fan of her. So I don't know if she's the one that's rubbing me the wrong way to making me not like the show. But I just can't get into Dallas. I've tried and maybe I just need to leave that go and be open to Miami. So I'll try to see if I can find it on my boob tube so I can maybe watch a few episodes from past seasons just to see if I can vibe with it. Sometimes you just don't vibe with some people and that's totally okay. So we're going to go away from the housewives for a hot second and then we'll get back into it because I have some things that I want to talk about from Roni, some Carol Radzawell stuff, some Ramona stuff. There's always something with Ramona, fucking course. And then other things I'm going to be talking about. Again, this is kind of like another what the bravo because I am anxiously like I'm fucking ready for my girls to come back. I just want to discuss and analyze each episode like I am there I am committed I am ready but I will also be talking about premiere of summer house I got some stuff to say there and then part two reunion of southern charm because that was a doozy some salt lake city shit some beef between katie maloney and lisa barlow I thought that was pretty interesting and she did something fucking dumb as fuck and I want to talk to you about that too because it's funny but not funny at the same time I would just personally like to say to little Benjamin Cohen, happy belated second birthday, little guy. You are Prince Benjamin sitting with the King Andy Cohen in your throne of New York City. He turned two on the fourth and Andy posted this beautiful picture of him on his Instagram. My heart just melted and I just want to say happy birthday, little Benny. You're so cute and I love seeing the relationship that you and your daddy are building. Of course, he only gives us little tidbits, but with everything that I've seen, it's adorable. You bring out Andy's smile. Look at me. It's like I fucking know him personally. I don't. I wish I did though. But 
But happy belated birthday, little Benny. You're so cute. And I just wanted to say that because he's a little prince. He's the prince of Bravo. Other news that you all probably have heard, our girl Lisa Vanderpump, she's jumping ship to the sister, the sister network, because I'm pretty sure that they are, I think they're affiliated, E and Bravo, I'm pretty sure that they are. Lisa Vanderpump says, bye bitch, Bravo, and she's saying, hello, E! So, she got a new show on E, it's called Overserved, you know, you know this bitch is hurting for money if she's going to a different network, I'm telling you. It is a half hour series and it centers around Lisa Vanderpump's intimate outdoor parties that she throws at her home, also known as Villa Rosa. So it premieres on March 18th. And surprise, surprise. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She is the producer of the show. She has been the producer. I think she she definitely was the producer for Vanderpump. I don't know if she was for the Housewives of Beverly Hills. I wouldn't doubt it because we all know that our LVP likes to control everything. So I'm pretty sure she probably did, but that's just my own thoughts on the matter. But she is going to be a producer of this show. As I said before, Vanderpump's over, honeys. It's just over. It's over. I'm saying it's over. Do I have proof? No. But in an article that I read, my darlings, page six, honey, page six. Page six says that Vanderpump Rules is still in limbo because of the coronavirus. Is it really just because of the coronavirus? I think it probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I don't think it's the whole thing. I personally think if this coronavirus was non-existent, which I fucking wish it was because, well, we all know it's just awful. But if this was non-existent, I wonder if they did give Vanderpump a try. I don't think they would make it past like three episodes because I think people would just get bored and I'm pretty sure Andy would hear shit on his Twitter and all that kind of stuff on social media saying this is not the same. We want Kristen. We want Stassi. But guess what? They're not gonna hire Kristen and Stassi back because they did some fucked up shit. And Jackson Brittany left, so it's never going to be the same. Even if they try to revamp the cast, it's not going to be the same. And I know that everyone's wanting the OC to be mixed up and rehired and shit with different people. I see that being more successful than Vanderpump Rules because if you think about it, the Real Housewives of Orange County has taken out and put new housewives in. So I think the adjustment for that would be easy as opposed to Vanderpump Rules. I mean, you had Katie, Kristen, and Stassi from the very, very beginning. Same thing with Jack, same thing with Sandoval. And I think it's just going to be a harder adjustment for our Vanderpump fans to get used to any new bodies on the set and on our televisions. What do you guys think? It's an interesting thing because people don't like change most of the time. We like to be comfortable in our in our stuff. We have certain things that we do to make us feel comfortable and I don't know, I just feel like it would be different and people are scared of change sometimes. I know that I am, but sometimes it's exciting. But it is a little scary to get your feet wet a little bit on that. So they're in limbo. Vanderpump is in limbo, according to page six. All I'm saying is, if the show doesn't come back, which I don't think it will, I hope all of those Vanderpump peeps 
save their money and they're not careless with their spending and shit because I don't know what else they're gonna do. I mean, Lala's gonna be fine. She's with Randall and he's got a fucking ton of money and she's got her beauty stuff, but I don't know if it's really making as much as what he's bringing in as far as money is concerned, but whichever. Uh, I just hope that they're saving the money. Tom, Tom, I don't even know how they're doing with the whole restaurants. Are they even open in Los Angeles? Because last time I checked, Los Angeles was heavily hit with more cases of the virus, so I'm not really sure how they're doing, but I hope they're doing well. It's just a really fucked up time right now. But that's the news that I have about our lovely Vanderpump peeps. If we go over to Roni, Roni, Real Housewives of my gals, New York City, honey. Ah, Ramona, Jesus. So first of all, from, from the win being in South Beach or Coral Gables, from the win being in Miami, doing her partying. Yes, maskless. Well, you know, Ramona had to just be Ramona and do the same thing, but on her Ramona terms, okay? (sighs) You got Ramona. She's going to Palm Beach. I think it was this, not this past weekend, but maybe the weekend before that. (laughs) Bravo. The network, the network begged begged her to stay home, basically begged all the women not to do stupid shit. So they were like, Ramona, we don't want you to go to Palm Beach for this party. Singer, stinger, baby, turtle time. She doesn't care. She wanted to attend that birthday party for whoever it was for. I'm pretty sure it was a political person. And I don't want to talk about politics on this show. This is just about Bravo. It's supposed to be fun. Yay. So she attends someone's birthday. And of course, it's on a yacht because they're having caviar probably on the yacht because they're doing turtle time. But what happens? She goes on the damn yacht without a mask. Ramona, be better than the gap. Like, I can't even understand you. I can't understand you. Why are you doing this? Luann, why did you do this? Oh, you're setting such a bad example, not only for housewives, but the world. Like, be better. Come on. Let's be better. PSA, wear masks. Like, what the fuck? So that's what happened with our dear Ramona. She's not listening and following to the rules. So now let's go to Carol. I read this about Carol on uh, Reality Blurb, uh, their website, and I thought this was pretty interesting. She did uh, an interview with the Bravo Insider, and she was revealing things that were super hurtful from her experience from being on the show. So Carol reveals the most harmful thing that Bethany said about her on the show. So she talked about that with the Bravo Insider. And she says, this is, I'm going to quote her. So this is her quote. She says, I think one of the most hurtful things that I watched on the show is when Bethany said in an effort to prove the idea that Tinsley and I were best friends and I was no longer interested in Bethany, which couldn't have been further from the truth. Then from there, Carol brought up what Bethany said on the reunion, which was, oh, well, Tinsley and Carol, they have so much in common. Neither of them have a career, a husband, or children. 
Bethany, I love you, bitch, but we all know that that was a low fucking blow. Like, that just sucked. That was a really mean thing to say. So it was a hard pill for Carol to swallow, especially if she thought that Bethany was one of her best friends. Like, why would a best friend say that about you? That's some fucked up shit. And she also revealed to the insider that she was still really hurt about what Aviva Drescher said about her writing, like she was a ghostwriter. So... Don't be coming after Carol like that, girls. Like, that's just not cool. And I didn't like that either. So she continued to say at the the reunion, the last reunion that she was on, which was season 10, she definitely felt like she wasn't herself. She was just in a really bad spot because all the girls were talking bullshit about her that weren't true. And she was basically being gaslit by everybody from that whole experience. She's going to be much more careful about her friendships and how she evaluates people in her life. And she's going to put everyone on a stricter, is that even a word? on a more strict standard than she once did before. Yeah, I personally loved Carol on the show. I thought she brought a lot to it. I mean, she was pretty, she wasn't as vocal as a lot of people, but then again, she was on when Bethany was on and you can't really get a lot of words in whenever Bethany's there. She just out talks you just because she just talks so fast. She won't like, for some odd reason, I'm having a hard time talking today. But anyways... It's hard to get a word in with Bethany, period. That's on a show. That's just in life. So even though Carol I found to be pretty quiet and reserved in the show, I loved her. I thought she was a great castmate. I thought whenever she attacked, she did it at the perfect time. I thought she was very understanding. And I really did love the dynamic between her and Bethany. I thought they balanced each other out. And I was really upset the last season that she was on, that they were having a hard time and then their friendship basically went to shit. I was very sad about that because I really did like them together. So, but since we're still on the New York thing, vote for Barbara, honey. Vote for Barbara running for New York City mayor, right? I told you that last week. Voting for her would be cool. I can't vote. I don't I don't live in fucking New York City, but I'm just saying, check out her shit. See what she's all about. I mean, yeah, she was a friend of the housewives, but doesn't mean that she doesn't know her shit. We got a lot of successful housewives in business. Bethany, hello. Giselle, hello. Robin, hello. You get my picture. Check out her shit. Maybe she could be really good. You never know. So vote for Barbara. So let's go to Southern Charm a bit. Part two of the reunion starts off with Catherine going, eh, 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 I haven't seen this bitch in a while. I'm back. <sighs> that was an interesting temper tantrum. But, you know, it's the Catherine that we all know. So I enjoyed it. I thought, this just annoys me. Austin. Honey. Austin. Part one of the reunion. They're all going after Madison. It's the Madison and Austin show, whatever. And then Andy said something about Austin not defending himself. So did Shep because he's cheap labor. That's what he said. (laughs) And Austin says, Andy, I will get to it. I guarantee it. Which in my mind, I interpreted whenever we get to that particular subject of the reunion, I am going to stick up for myself like a motherfucker. Guess what? For those of you who did not watch it, and if you didn't, that's okay. You don't like the show? It's fine. Did he end up sticking up for himself like he kind of said that he was going to? Fuck no. And you know why? Because he just doesn't have that in him. For whatever reason, the guy doesn't know how to stick up for himself. It annoys me. It clearly did not attract 
Chelsea to stick around for him, nor Madison. What what girl wants to be with someone who can't stick up for himself? I don't. I mean, I'm giving him a lot of shit. I am. I don't think he's a terrible, terrible human. I'm just, I'm angry that he didn't even stick up for himself. And I'm obviously a huge Madison fan compared to Austin because, I mean, the dude had a threesome with two other girls. Like, what the fuck is that? (sighs) Little Boys Club in Charleston. That shit's going down. Isn't that what they said two seasons ago? But from the part two reunion, we all thought that Austin was going to stick up for himself. He didn't. Are you shocked? No, I'm not either. Craig was on another level. I'm pretty sure he definitely was sloshed the whole time. He was drunk the whole time. He had to have been. I mean, even Pringle and Madison said that on like a side break of the show. So Craig, on that, I need to tell you, you got to get your shit together. And I know that you're the pillow man of South Carolina. That's cool and all. You got to get the drinking thing under control because I don't think that's attractive either. But you know what? You do you. I can't control you. I can just give you my opinion because I want the best. I want the best out of everyone. I mean, even though there are people on these shows that I can't stand, that doesn't mean that I think they're terrible humans because a lot of times in my head, I'm like, could this really be them in life? I don't know. I'm basically going straight off from the show. And then maybe sometimes little tidbits that I may see on social media and what everyone's talking about on social media. So that's how I kind of tune in and dish on my opinion. Also, Craig and Austin, they started a podcast. Shocker. What's it called? Pillows in Beer. And... I've noticed from listening to some of my episodes while I'm talking, when I say and, it sounds more like in, so that's something that I need to work on. (laughs) Yeah, Craig and Austin have a podcast, Pillows and Beer. I have not listened to it. I do see that they've had two episodes thus far. They also said that the first guest was going to be Kristen Cavallari. How convenient to bring her on after all of this Madison J. Austin drama. That's pretty juicy. I may want to listen to that episode. And with them starting a podcast, really, I just think Madison should start one. And I think her first guest should be Jay Cutler. What do Yin's guys think? Maybe even A-Rod. Ooh, was that bad? I don't know. That's what they're saying on the blogs and shit is A-Rod. But can you really tell? I don't know. Madison, put that shit up on your Instagram so we can see. <laughs> oh, Okay, so Summer House. The premiere was this past Thursday. <sighs> I don't know. I hope it's... I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the season. I'm invested. I've seen all the seasons, but I don't know if I'm just sick of it. I don't know if... In my mind, I'm like, y'all are just the Hamptons Jersey Shore kids, but older. So it's confusing to me. I don't love it. I don't hate it enough where I'm not going to watch it. As Meredith would say, I'm disengaging. I could disengage potentially, but right now I'm still semi-engaged. But I just hope it gets better. Um, First episode wasn't that appealing to me. I felt like they were being a little too extra. That house is kick-ass, though, for six weeks. It's a really nice-ass house. For some odd reason, too, I almost feel like they're getting to be really acty. What I mean, it's... Doesn't seem as authentic as it used to be. I feel like they're really trying to go over the top with certain situations. 
Now, I don't know if it's just because they want the ratings to be up and up and up or if they're just trying to build their fan base. Probably yes to both of those things, but it just doesn't seem as authentic as it was back in the day. And I would probably watch Jersey Shore over Summer House if if I could. So I think that's pretty telling. Not only that, we have Mr. Model Luke making his second season, right? Obviously, he's back for another season. His whole, hey, I'm lost out in the woods look, seriously, honey, you need to get rid of that shit. Be better than the gap, as I said earlier. Like, that is not a good look for him. I mean, he basically should call up Rob from the fucking below deck cast because that guy's fucking weird too. He chills out in the woods. He lives out in the woods and he like talks to squirrels and shit. Go hang out with him. The look, you need to cut the hair. You look bad, honey. You just don't look appealing to me, okay? But maybe they would be a dynamic duo. Rob and Luke, what do you think? Rob and Luke. Y'all are besties and you don't even know it yet. But maybe when you both watch each other's episodes, maybe you'll understand that you guys are a match made in heaven. We also meet Sierra. She's hot. Let's just be real. I mean, not only is she gorgeous, you find out that she's a model, but then you also find out that she's a fucking nurse. I mean, Hannah, I'm scared for you, girl. Like, (laughs) I really am. This girl seems pretty incredible. Not saying that you're a piece of shit because you're not. I, I don't know. If I were you, Hannah, in that whole situation with the Luke thing, I would feel the way that you're feeling. I would feel a little insecure. So I don't blame you for that. And we'll see what happens because the way that the rest of the season looks, it almost seems that Luke is trying to play both of them, which is fucked up to me. And I don't like it. But again, I'll probably tune in because I don't have anything else going on at that time at that night. So there we go. Now, when we get to Salt Lake City, oh my God, Lisa Barlow. And this is why I think she's totally fine to like not be on the show next year. (sighs) She annoys me. So Lisa Barlow was supposed to be on Watch What Happens Live last week. Guess what? She canceled her appearance. You know why? Drum roll. That was like a high pitched drum roll. She missed it. She got motherfucking glue in her eye. Fucking glue. In your mind, you're like, who the fuck would do that? Only an idiot would do that. Well, guess what? Lisa was kind of an idiot because she put her nail glue in the spot where she put her eye drops, apparently. This is what she says in the article that I read. She was putting in her eye drops. The bottle of the nail glue was in the spot where the eye drops were supposed to be. The bitch glued her eye shut. Like, what? What? What the fuck? <sighs> I think I think today's episode, the moral of the story for me that I'm picking up here is just be better than the gap. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that I hate the gap. Hopefully you all know and have seen Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. That is what I'm referencing as far as be better than the gap. Ryan Gosling to Steve Carell when they're shopping. And I think it's lovely and I use it a lot. (laughs) So yeah, Lisa got fucking glue in her eye because she's a dumbass. She tells page six. I'm going to try to do my best Lisa voice. I was on the phone with my girlfriend and I literally went to put my eye drops in and it was my nail glue. What the fuck? So from this whole, hey, I put glue in my eye fiasco, she had to go to the hospital, emergency, and the doctor said, 
Thus, she damaged her cornea. That's a funny word to me for whatever reason. And they also had to use surgical tweezers to pull out the eyelashes on the corner. I mean, geez, that sounded like it hurt. Just don't put nail glue in your eye. PSA announcement as well. Lisa also seems to have some beef with our girl Katie Maloney. It's the whole Sundance queen. Because remember that one episode of Salt Lake? Lisa says that she's the Sundance queen because she throws all these crazy ass parties and shit with her tequila, whatever. So Lisa's clapping back at Katie because Katie dissed her. What did she say? She says, you know, I'm from Park City and Sundance is a huge thing here. I've been to a lot of the Sundance Film Festival parties and I have never heard of this woman's name or her tequila. And I do know a lot of people's names and I know that she's not one of them that I've ever heard of. Ooh! So then Lisa fires back. And where does she do it? She does it on my friend's podcast, Behind the Velvet Rope with David Yontef. She gets on there and she sets the record straight. And what does she tell David? I'll let you know. She says, and I'll do it in her voice because I got this quote. (laughs) So Lisa says, well, she has to ask to get in a place. Like, I mean, that's weird. You have to know someone at the door to get in a place. Like, I think that's weird. And you know, she's probably not at the parties that I'm putting on either. Seriously, Lisa, how many times do you have to say like? How many times did she say like here? She said one, two. Okay, so two in those couple sentences. But she's, she says like, like way too much. That really bothers me. And I do have to say, there are a lot of people that say like, I mean, I fucking say like probably more than I want. But the nice thing is, I just take that shit out because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And I don't want you guys to get fucking bored and say, this bitch says like so many times and it's killing me. So I definitely look for that shit whenever I'm talking to anyone. Just see how many, um, uh, I do say uh, a lot too that I've noticed. I got to be better. But I, I watch I watch out for those things because I try not to do them. It is kind of hard sometimes, I do have to say. Lisa also continues to tell David that out of all of her castmates, she says that Heather and Whitney came onto the show because they were obsessed with fame and they wanted to get famous and all this shit because they were always asking for camera time, I guess. I don't know. That's what they said in the podcast. So I'll have to listen to that to, to dub check. But I thought that was interesting because I... If anyone between the two of them, I think it would be Whitney because I really don't know what she does at all. I mean, Heather has a successful business, Beauty Lab and Laser. And let me tell you, this first part one, first of all, part three, there's three parts to the Salt Lake City reunion. So obviously we know that that's going to be insane. And these ladies, they deserved it. I am anxious to see why the hell Jen gets up. If she does end up coming back to the show, it's going to be great. So I'm ready. I'm ready for the Salt Lake reunion. I think it'll be great. This has been a short episode, but I think that's okay. Sometimes you need short ones compared to long, long, long. You get what I'm saying. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your ears as usual. You can follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer, Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And then also follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. 
It's gonna be intense. I think I say that every week, but if you're watching a Bravo show, you know that it's always gonna be intense. So hit me up on Instagram, DM me. Let's have a conversation. Let's keep this shit going. Yin's guys a kick ass. And thank you for coming back each week. So have a good one, Yin's guys. Be kind to one another, and I will see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.